Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Yes, he is. God is good all the time, and he's got our back. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Pardon? How am I? Yeah. Uh, well, I got a well, I got a little kidney infection going on now. But oh, outside no. of, uh, well, I'll be okay. But okay. um, outside of that, I'm okay. Okay. And you're doing well too, huh? Yeah. I sure love hearing your wonderful voice. You have a blessed day. You too. Thank you, hon. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Same here. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Michael. Good morning, Michael. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday to you, too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. My name is Busola. Priscilla? Busola, B-U-S-O-L-A, Busola. Oh, okay, Busola. I think I've heard your voice on here before, correct? Yes, you're right. Good morning. Well, you have a wonderful day, Busola. You too, thank you. You're so welcome. Is anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good Happy morning. Thursday. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Happy Thursday to you, too. Good Happy morning. Thursday, Susie. Um, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing okay. I just got a report back that I'm fighting a kidney infection, but I'll be okay. <laughs> Yes, you will. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Morning, it's Diane. Good morning, good morning Diane. Good and morning, Susie. And I heard another voice. Good morning, it's Lucille. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Lucille. Uh, I've been better, but, you know, I'm going to be okay. They found out I have a kidney infection, but... I'll be okay. God's got my back. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Is anyone else doing the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Glorious Gloria. Good morning, Glorious Gloria. 
Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning on this wonderful day that the Lord has let us see? Good morning. Happy birthday, sister. This is Didi. Happy birthday, Glow. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you, baby. Love you. Happy yeah. birthday, Gloria. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday Gloria. Happy birthday, Gloria. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> happy birthday, Gloria. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? And happy birthday, Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Susie. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy birthday again, Gloria. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Hey, Susie. Yes. This is Didi. I just have to say this. It's a blessing that my sister has seen 61 years. So to that, I'm giving God the glory for her. I'm um, excited because that's a blessing. So we have to rejoice. Every day is precious. But I'm just so thankful to God for her 61 years. I have to say that publicly. Big sis, I'm so glad that God gave me you. Just know that you are so loved and appreciated. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Dee don't you start making me cry before we can get on the call. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. <laughs> Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? <clears throat> good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? On this beautiful day that the Lord woke us up to see and enjoy and also appreciate. Is anyone else during the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning? Before I get started with the call. Okay, well then, before we do get started, we do ask that you make sure that your phone's on you. <clears throat> and good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily in February, where the monthly theme is entitled Position. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding position and where God is placing you. We have one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. 
It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazerell. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. We do have no prayer request that was submitted by the app, but I am asking that you please keep me in your prayers that this kidney infection will go away. And uh, Tara, prayers for she's asking for prayers for her grandparents, Bill and Virginia Miller. She says that her grandfather has been in and out of the hospital for the last year. He's got pancreatic and maybe bone cancer plus an infection that's spreading. Doctors are now saying he has two weeks to live. This April, my grandparents will celebrate 75 years of marriage. They've been lived. They've been living long, beautiful lives. They are good people, and I pray for God's will in their lives. I also pray for that my grandmother is comforted during this time. Praying that I can be there for them and be the best granddaughter I can. Thank you. God bless. Uh, the order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Pretty Patrice. The declaration will be brought by Karina Sandoval. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. And I repeat that. Declaration, I mean prayer and corporate praise, will be brought by Pretty Patrice. The declaration will be brought by Karina Sandoval. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is First Chronicles 4 and 10. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Pretty Patrice. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you, Susie. And thank you so much for greeting on this morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you on this morning. We ask, O oh God, that you have your way on this morning. We thank you for waking us up on this morning. We don't take it lightly that it was the alarm clock. We know that it was you, O oh God. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for Gloria on this morning, O oh God. And we ask, O oh God, that you fill her day with love, O oh God, on her birthday. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we ask, O oh God, that you comfort Susie and that you give her all that she needs as she goes through. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for complete and total healing, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for Tara and her family, O oh God. And we ask, O oh God, that you comfort her mom and her dad, Virginia and Bill. We thank you for their 75 years together, oh God. And we pray, oh God, that your will will be done. Holy Ghost, have your way in the final years of their lives, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. We ask, oh God, that you comfort her and we you strengthen her as she goes through with her husband, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for every family represented on Declare Victory, oh God. I pray that you continue to cover us 
with your blood, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you cover every doorpost, oh God, that everyone's finances will be blessed, oh God, that their home will be blessed, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for their children and their grandchildren, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that you will give us what we need, oh God. In these days, oh God, you said in Matthew 6 and 33 that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be provided for you. We pray that you position us, oh God, for habitual prayer, oh God. For fasting, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us a mind to be humble, O oh God, that we will humble ourselves, O oh God, and lay it all at your feet, O oh God. O oh, Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed would be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, God, that you are our Father, and we know that you love us, oh God, unconditionally, and we thank you for that unconditional love in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for those that are out in the elements, oh God. I pray for warmth, oh God. I pray for a roof and a shelter for them, oh God those that are willing to come in out of the cold, oh God. We thank you for those that are in government, oh God, that are making changes, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. But no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, we will stand on your holy word, oh God. Thank you, oh God for all that you've done and what you're yet going to do in us and through us, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory, oh God. May you be lifted up. May you be glorified out of all the things that are said and done in our lives, oh God. Decrease in us so that you may increase. Let that light so shine so others will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you for the teachers, oh God, that are going back into the schools, oh God. We thank you for the vaccine, oh God. And we pray, oh God, that those that have not had it will get it, and those that have gotten it will get their second one, oh God. And I pray, oh God, that you will heal our land. I pray that the land is being healed, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you. We need you, oh God. We trust you, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Your will, God. Your way, oh God. I pray for the visionary of this line, oh God. I pray for her and her family, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that her children are well, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, as she goes forth and does for her community and others' community, oh God. I pray that peace will be filled in the mighty name of Jesus. 
And I pray for those that are sick in their mind, body, or spirit. Cancer, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Depression, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Diabetes, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Heart disease, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Coronavirus, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, have your way on today. Strengthen us, oh God, where we are weak. Give us a position of humility, oh God. We thank you for marriages on today, oh God. Bind us together, oh God. In love, oh God, in unity, oh God. Let us love each other as you love the church, oh God. And those that are in their singleness, oh God, I pray that they fall in love with you, God, as they wait in the mighty name of Jesus for your glory, oh God. For your glory, oh God, give us a mind to study to show ourselves approved, oh God. Remove all distractions, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bring forth laborers to the kingdom, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, your will be done. Your will, oh God. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice is at peace, oh God. That your Holy Spirit, oh God, will rest, rule, and abide in us, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for the opportunity to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor, oh God. And so as we take our phones off of mute and give you all glory, all praise, do you, oh Hallelujah. God. Thank you, Lord Lord thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Thank 
in the theme of this month of position. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do my best, but, but this whole month, um, this whole year, um, you know, I've just, I've just felt like God's been saying, you know, um, we have a series with our young adults, uh, that were, were titled it, God, is that you? Um, and it came from this thought that we, we, uh, my husband and I also help with the youth as, as well as, as the young adults. And we were meeting with the youth and we had a, you know, um, one of the nights, you know, we were talking about how simple it was, um, how simple the voice of God can be and, and trying to explain to them that the voice of God can be, um, it can be as simple as, as that thought that you get, um, you know, I remember being 15, 14, 15, and that thought of, I should probably clean my room or, um, you know, I should probably tell my mom that I love her. Right. And these thoughts, and, and we think that those are just our thoughts that I was explaining to them that, that that is how God speaks to us. It's not the only way that God speaks to us, but, but it's always those little thoughts that, that then normally is, isn't a thought that you would have, right. Um, and, and this thought of how how um, we almost put this pressure on ourselves to hear the voice of God and how uh, if you don't know uh, from God or, you know, you're new, this expectation that the voice of God is like this big, you know, voice is coming from heaven um, and that's what your expectations are. But the voice of God and God can speak to you in so many ways in worship and dreams and um, in visions. And, um, and so that's what we're doing this, this month. And I believe that this series is going to go on for, for a couple, a couple of months, but, but this is the idea that's been in my, in my heart. And this is what I've been thinking about. And so kind of wanted to touch on that this morning, um, if that's okay with you, but I promise I'm going to do my part to stay in the theme, uh, of this month, which is position. Um, I want to share a little story with you guys before I get into it. Um, that kind of uh, uh, was what got me thinking of this, uh, of today's sermon. So uh, if you don't know, Tony and I uh, have struggled uh, with our internet uh, for the past uh, eight months to a year. I feel like it's it's been uh, one of the hardest things we've had to deal with in our marriage. And, and I'm not kidding. Um, We've changed providers. Um, there have been times where I've been on the phone with our internet provider uh, like 10 times in a week. Uh, there was a day that I kid you not, I spent about 90% of the day uh, on the phone, on the whole, on hold uh, with someone. And um, they sent out technician after technician and nothing changed. Um, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. There were times where our Wi-Fi went out maybe every five minutes. Um, and in the world that we're living in today, we work from home. I work from home. Um, our, our services are from Zoom. They're from home. And so we need our internet to work. Um, and it, it just was such a frustrating last eight months, eight, eight to 10 months. Uh, of this um, there was a time uh, where we were leading our young adults uh, our zoom call 
and then the mid in the middle of Tony preaching, um, I I think the Wi-Fi went out three times as he preached, um, and the last time um, I lost it. Uh, and Tony will tell you, he said there was this look in my face. I just remember like closing the laptop and like kicking the floor. I'm not proud of this, but I was kicking the floor, and I was just like yelling at God, like, "Are you serious? Like, why are you doing this?" Right. Um, and, and I was just so frustrated. So the next morning, you know, I called our provider again and, and I could feel the poor guy on the phone. I think could hear just how upset I was. I think he could hear it in my voice. And, you know, he was looking through uh, the history and he's like, yeah, he's like, your Wi-Fi goes out, you know, 30, 30 to 40 times a day. And, you know, I, I laugh, but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, duh. Like, I've been calling you. Like, this has been an issue. I'm not just calling because I want to talk to you. Um, but, you know, he was sweet, and he said he would he would do what he could uh, to make sure that this time was different than, than all of the other times, right? That this time they would send someone out, and he would get the issue fixed. And, um, and I laughed, and I said, okay, you know. Um, and, and, you know, that weekend they, they sent a technician out and in my mind, I'm like, this guy's going to do the same thing, right? We've, we've, but we've been through this before, uh, technician after technician and, and nothing's been fixed. Um, and so that following weekend, the technician comes out, you know, and, and, um, he, you know, he got here before us and, and, and he was in the living room working on it. And he asks us, you know, he's standing there, he's, he's asking us what the other technicians had done. Um, and I lost and I said, nothing, um, you know, and I started to vent about the four or five technicians that, that had been out. Um, and all they did was either change the box or literally nothing. Uh, one of the guys, one of the last guys said that there was nothing he could do because the connection, the issue was with the wiring outside and um, he just left and, and didn't follow up. Um, and so that was my experience with their technicians. And so I was frustrated, you know, but I, um, I had to check myself, you know, because this guy had no idea. Uh, he was new. It was his first time at my house. And so I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and so um, where the router was connected in our house, um, and I promise I'm going somewhere with this. So hang, hang on, <laughs> hang with me. Um, where the router was connected in our box, uh, there was a router and then there was another box that was connected there. And I couldn't tell you what that box was for. I have no idea. Um, but basically, he took both of them out and he replaced it with something new. Um, and then he did something that was, you know, funny. He added an extension cord, um, and no one had done that before. Um, but but where where the router was connected, the extension cord was connected to the wall to the main, you know, power. But on the extension cord was the router, this other box that I had no idea what it was about, and then my cycling bike. And all three were connected to the extension. Um, so what he did is he he added another extension cord and he connected it to the wall. So on the wall are the two ex extension cords. Um, and on one extension, he had my bike. And on the other one, he had the router. And he said that my bike was taking too much of the power. So the issue was that it wasn't, the wireless and it wasn't the wiring outside it was that because my bike that was connected 
all day on there was taking power from the extension. And so it would cause the router throughout the day to lose power. And so, um, so then the Wi-Fi would go off, right? The router, the power would go off. There's no power going to the router. So the router isn't giving connection. So after eight months of going back and forth, this fixed the issue. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but we have been going on maybe three weeks. So last time he came, I think it was three weeks. And it fixed the problem. Praise Jesus, because I seriously was going to have a mental breakdown. Um, but it got me thinking, <clears throat> how many times have we felt that no matter how hard we try, how many times we read the word, we pray, we attend service, we just can't get a connection. What if we did something as simple as remove the things that are taking up the space and the power and the energy in our minds and in our hearts? And we remove them with just one thing, God. Something as simple as removing what's taking our energy and allowing God to be the only thing. You see, after explaining everything to us, he did something that, that really was like, huh, was like an aha moment. He placed a router on top of a piece of furniture and he said, leave it here so that it has full range of the house. You see, the positioning of that router was finally, was the final and most important and probably the most important thing to get full connection in our house. The quality of our reception and connection varies widely, whether it's on our cell phones or Wi-Fi in our house, it varies. And uh, depending on where you are or where your router is, um, I think that's the same with God. Your positioning is vital when you want to hear from God. You must be positioned correctly to hear God speak. And as I was doing, you know, preparing for this series with our young adults, I started thinking of, of what are some things, uh, some, some barriers that keep us close to God, that keep us from hearing from God. So I'm going to go through a couple of these barriers that I think, um, that I think are, are blocking us from really hearing from God. Um, so if you're still with me, I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump into this. God, I just want to thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for being here. If you're not here, we don't want this. So I invite you here. I ask you to speak through me, God. Remove my words. Remove what I was going to say, God. And you speak through me, God. I pray for every family represented here this morning, God. I pray for every single person that's here this morning, God. Invade their spaces, God. Wherever they're at, in their homes, in their cars, at work. Invade their spaces. Speak to them this morning, God. Speak to us this morning, God. We thank you for another day. We thank you for the opportunity to be here, uh, to worship you, to, to, to talk about you, to be in your spirit, God. We thank you. We worship you and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. All right. So the first barrier that I think that keeps us uh, close to, to God's message is, is pride. Uh, that's pride. And I think that Christians, seasoned Christians, Marco, uh, are, are best at thinking that, that when you reach a certain level of, um, for lack of better words, holiness, right? When you reach a certain level and you've been in the game for years, uh, that you, you know, you've been in this game for so long that, that you've got this, right? That, that there are newer questions or there are people that aren't saved or there are people that have bigger issues than you. Um, and so they need God more than you because you've been in this, right? You know your word, you know the Bible front and back. And so, and so you think that you can handle this on your own. And I think that, that, that the moment that you don't think that you need God in your life and that, and that you can handle it yourself, I think that that's probably when you're not listening to God speak. I think it's in those moments that God is trying to speak to you. You don't want to listen. And I think pride keeps us from obeying. What is God trying to tell you that you don't want to listen, that you don't want to obey? I think pride keeps us from obeying. James 1, uh, verses, chapter 1, verses 22 to 24. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two, minute, two minutes later have no idea who they are or what they look like. Pride keeps you from being open to the possibility that God might have something to say to you. Uh, I I want to share really quickly in the year that Tony and I have been married. Um, <laughs> I was sharing this with him yesterday. Um, it's humbled me this last year. Um, and um, and I used to pray for God to change things in Tony. Tony's an amazing man. You guys know him. He's a powerful man of God. I love my husband. But there were things that my husband just, man, drove me nuts. And I used to pray, God, remind him to put the seat down. Or we'd be in the car and we'd be driving and, and I would be praying like, God, why doesn't he drive a little bit faster? I'm a fast driver. I can admit that. Um, I, I'm always in a rush for whatever reason. Even when I'm not in a rush, I'm driving like I'm 20 minutes late. Um, and and I would pray when we would be driving because my husband always drives. Um, I don't, I'm not a fan of driving, so my husband always drives. And, and anytime I'm like, God, just, just speed it up a little bit, you know. Um, but But when I changed the way that I would pray for my husband, and when I would position myself to come from a place of love and grace, uh, my prayers to God went from, God, why is he driving so, so slow, to thank you, God, because my husband cares about me and he wants to keep me safe, right? When, 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 you're, when you're praying, when your prayers come more about, about you thanking and you giving God uh, 
the glory and, and your prayers come from. Stop trying to change everybody else. And God, what is it that you're trying to tell me? It changes the way that you pray. It changes the way that you look at things. When you position yourself to come from a place of love and grace and allowing yourself to be humbled, it just changes. It changes everything. Position yourself to hear from God. Uh, I was reading an article about um, interpersonal communication and and something that's super uh, ironic about interpersonal connection, communication, is that the closer we feel towards someone, the less likely we are to listen carefully to them. Hmm. And it's called closeness communication bias. And you see over time, it can strain uh, and it can even end a relationship. Once you know people well enough, you've, uh, enough to feel close to them, there's an unconscious tendency to tune them out. And I think that's us sometimes, right? We feel like we're so close to God, right? And we know God and, and we're in our word, right? But we have this unconscious tendency to tune them out because you think that you already know what they're going to say. Right? It's kind of like you've traveled uh, to a certain place and, and you've gone to this place time over and over. And so you no longer need to notice the signpost, the signpost or the scenery. My husband and I talk about this all the time when we go visit different cities um, and we're driving. You know, we love to, to go on road trips. And I always tell him, do you think that we take our city for granted? Right? Because if someone were to come to visit where we live, we have a beautiful view of the mountains. But because we're here... We don't notice it, right? We don't take the time to appreciate that day in and day out, but we go to a different city and all of a sudden, wow, this city is beautiful, right? The view of the mountains here is beautiful. And I think that's how some of us are with God is that we feel like we're so close to God. um, We already know what God is going to say, right? But, But you see, God is... Is, is a God that, that he's always changing, right? Or God is the same, but what he's trying to teach us and what we're trying to learn, it's always changing. That was good. That was good. It's, just, uh, it's uh, Tony Sandoval. You guys have heard from me from before. I've preached here before. Um, but I'm just... Uh, I'm I'm just really proud of Karina and I'm just so happy to kind of be here. She asked me to kind of assist her with uh with this morning here. And um I'm just uh yeah, just, just to kind of piggyback on what Karina said about pride, I, I think pride can really disconnect you because what pride is, is doing is pride positions you to be selfish. Pride positions you to uh to hear from your own feelings, from your own thought processes. Um, but humbling yourself with God, it positions yourself to be able to hear from God, be able to to be used by God, to be able to be spoken into by God. So I think just about how you think about that, about that everything you do should be in a way able to position yourself to hear uh, from God a little a little better there. Thanks, babe. Sorry, I brought him in a little early on. He's looking at me like, that's not my part. So that was my fault. Thanks, babe. 
Um, the second thing that I think keeps us from hearing from God um, and uh, and keeps us from, from hearing from the voice of God is fear. Um, and there was a passage, um, it's another article that I was reading, but they took a passage from the book of Prepare for War uh, by Rebecca Brown. And I'll be honest, I haven't read this book, but, but this article and, and this passage in the book is really interesting that I, that I may go out and get the book. Um, but the author talks about uh, certain situations um, uh, where uh, it, this man, right, where he talks to certain situations where he thought it was God, right? Um and um and uh sorry losing losing myself here in my notes but but yeah so the the man talks about you know certain situations where he trusted god in two circumstances right um and and he thought for sure that this was god and these were everyday uh life choices right so it wasn't something that he could go back into the bible this was just practical every day and he thought it was from god um and so ultimately those two choices led to almost uh, two uh, near-death situations for him. Um, and so the, the man was upset, right? And, and he was angry. And, and it says that, that he tells God, Lord, you've got to give me some foolproof way of hearing your directions. I must be able to always know instantly and clearly if I'm hearing your voice or from Satan or from demons. I simply cannot be vulnerable to Satan in this manner. And the man says that God replied to him and said, then you cannot serve me. Because as long as you're in a simple human condition on earth, you're going to be vulnerable to attacks from Satan. What you have to do is trust that I will honor the intentions of your heart to serve me. There will be some times when I will permit you to be deceived and permit you to make mistakes and fall down. But I will always be there to pick you up. And, I will, and you will always learn a valuable lesson from the experiences. And I will always have purpose in everything that I do. And you will not always know what the purpose is, for I am God. So when I'm saying, God, I want to hear from you, we make the choice to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to trust that even when the outcome isn't what we thought, God is still God. That fear of hearing what God might do, that fear of what if this isn't God or, or what if I'm being misled? Or you may not see what God's plan is, that fear you have to let go of that fear. I would rather be obedient to God, knowing that I will face trouble sometimes, that I may get it wrong sometimes. You can humble yourself and say, I'm not a perfect Christian. I may get things wrong sometimes. And you may go through some tough times, but I choose this. I would choose this over never hearing from God again. I think I think fear um, can keep you from God. I think fear can keep you from listening to God because I think that a lot of times we're afraid of what we're going to hear from God. And it reminds me of growing up. I'm I'm Mexican, 
so Mexican men <laughs> have this tendency to not go to the doctor, uh, even if they feel pain, even if they feel sick, they won't go to the doctor. And I, I even remember my grandpa having two heart attacks simultaneously within 24 hours and refusing go to the, refusing to go to the doctor uh, because the reason why they're afraid to go to the doctor is because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. You know, I remember like my dad or my grandpa would say like, I don't want to go to the doctor because uh, they're going to tell me I'm sick, right? Like going to the doctor doesn't change the fact that you're sick, <laughs> you know? And I think that's what we feel about God, that we're afraid to go to the doctor of doctors or the gods of gods because it's somehow going to reveal some sickness in you, some pride in you. We're afraid to hear from God about what we need to change, about what we need to do, about who we're not. But God reveals who you who you are, good or bad. And being close to God and hearing from God and hearing the voice of God, it makes you better. It heals you. It provides a place where you're safe. It provides a place where God can speak into you and repair things and restore things. So go to the doctor of doctors. Go to God himself because his voice, his direction, his love, it changes you and it heals you. So never be afraid to hear uh, to hear from God. And the last thing that I keep that I think keeps us from hearing from God and, and having that um, the last one and, and we'll close with this one um, is bitterness. I think bitterness is one of 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 the biggest barriers that keeps us um, from hearing from God, from really listening to what God has to say to us. Um, you know, in thinking about where this bitterness comes from, right? Um, some of us, you know, um, we have, we're holding on to something we didn't even realize for years. You hold on uh, to grudges. There are people, you know, um, that in our lives that, that maybe, you know, in, in your mind, you're like, oh, I've forgiven them, but, but I'm going to keep them at a distance, right? I've forgiven them, but I don't need to talk to them, right? But it's almost like, do they know that you've forgiven them? Have you let them know that you forgive them? Um, past hurts bring bitterness. We've all been through some things. We've all experienced hurt. Um, blaming God for those hurts that maybe you don't even realize that, that, that you're blaming God for the things that have happened. Um, holding on to these things can harden your heart and it can make you defensive even to God's love. Yeah, I think that bitterness, I think it stems from a place of unmet expectations. Um, I think that bitterness comes from a place we go with God with our issues and our problems and our expectations and if those things aren't met if God doesn't give us exactly what we're asking for the way that we're asking for it we tend to build up this um, we tend to build up this bitterness towards God 
that God didn't give us what we need. God gave us didn't give us that man that we need. God gave us didn't give us that woman that we need. He didn't give us that job or that raise, or he didn't get do this or he didn't do that. And it does it builds up this bitterness, and it just got me thinking that a lot of us haven't forgiven God. That some of us are holding this bitterness towards God because of who we thought He should have been in our life, mm. right? And we superimpose these ideas over God. And these unmet expectations cause bitterness. And there's, uh, there's, uh, I've always heard this, this statement. It's like a saying about unforgiveness, that not forgiving somebody is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. If you don't, uh, if you don't cleanse this bitterness from your heart between you and God, between how life has happened, you're always going to go to God with this bitterness. And I think a lot of times we come to God. Uh, really passive aggressively mm. and in our prayers sound something uh something like uh god i've seen what you've done for others but can you please do this for me <laughs> and it's like don't worry about what god is doing in other people's lives god is doing something in your life yeah god wants to do something in your life and we come to god with these passive aggressive prayers like i know you haven't answered my last 20 prayers you know but maybe you could answer <laughs> this one and it's like i know you god you still haven't changed my husband, you know, and it's like maybe God's trying to change you. Bitterness is crazy because bitterness is usually quiet and it's usually soft-spoken and it's usually a quiet voice in your spirit, in your soul. And bitterness is is like poisoning the well of your soul. That's what it is. It's poisoning the the well in your soul. And it constantly, uh, constantly poisons your spirit, constantly poisons your thoughts and your words and your actions. So bitterness is something that's very personal. It's between you and God. It's between you and a person, you and a group of people, you and an organization. Bitterness is your responsibility. It is your burden. But it is a burden that you can uh, release. It is a burden that you can forgive. It is a burden that you can remove from your spirit and from your heart. So I'm just going to ask you right now, if you have bitterness for anything or anyone, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you straight up, that is muddling the message, the signal that's coming from God. There's a verse in the Bible and it's escaping me that says, before you come to sacrifice to me, you must go repair your relationship with somebody. If you haven't forgiven them, if you haven't asked for forgiveness, that you have to go repair that relationship before you come and make a sacrifice to me. You cannot go to God in prayer if there's bitterness in your heart. Mm-hmm. You cannot go to God in prayer if there's hate in your heart. So before you make another move, before you pray one more prayer, I think right now you need to ask God to remove bitterness from your heart, yeah. bitterness from your spirit. Stop poisoning the water that you're drinking. Stop poisoning the well of your spirit. So, Lord, everyone at the sound of my voice, Lord, I just ask that you, whatever name, whatever person, whatever organization, whatever group of people that is causing bitterness and hatred and anger in their heart, God, Lord, I ask that those names start popping up in their heads, God, Lord, and that they declare those people free in their hearts, in their spirit, that they forgive them out loud, that they declare, I forgive so-and-so, I forgive X, 
I forgive why, Lord, because so many people, so many of us are hoping for a uh, an apology that's never going to come. Yeah. An apology that they will never get in their life. So that the only way that they're going to move on, God, is that they ask uh, that they declare this person as forgiven and then they can move on. Yeah. Lord, we declare that we will forgive yeah. and that we will move on. And in Jesus' name, Lord, we release these people yes. from our hearts, God. Amen. Amen and amen. I just want to leave you with, with this verse, and, and then we'll open it up for questions or comments. Uh, Ephesians 4, verses 31 to 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Thank you for, for being with us this morning. Thank you to my amazing husband for, for helping me with this one. Um, uh, yeah, we, we'll open it up if, if you have, you know, uh, something, some questions or anything, please feel free to unmute yourself. Um, My husband says he's going to make up for not answering your questions last time he was here, so <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Karina. No, let me go back. Good morning, Karina. Good morning, Tony. Great declaration. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. Um, yeah. I had a lot of, I had a few names, I should say, that I was calling out. So, blessings. Thank you for your word. Thank you. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. It's Monica. Great declaration. Thank you, Monica. Good morning. It's Leonia. Great separation this morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. This is Didi. Oh, my God. Karina and Tony, I'm at the school. I'm trying to get this in before these babies get here. My God, I'm out of breath. This separation this morning should be put in the files of one of the best for real for and i'm not just saying that you touched on so many areas and i know this is a high advice i'm mean, the greetings but i'm gonna say this when you said how you changed how you prayed that hit me because i was one of those praying about a person or about the situation but when i changed my my language and i prayed for them authentically no matter who it was especially in my marriage it changed the atmosphere we have to be really careful um, about that bitter root, about that resentment, that unforgiveness, which is really not a word. Thank you, Tanya, for teaching us that. But holding on to bitterness will stifle your prayers. I don't care how how much you say in your word, how many, um, how much you pray, you teach, whatever. But if that root of bitterness is still there and you are operating in unforgiveness, God is like, for real, what does my word say? It's not easy, but it's necessary. I thank you for just reminding us that we have a we have to do actions. Again, it, it comes from a choice. 
people have hurt us. We have hurt people and offended people, but we don't have a right to get on a call or whatever we do, pray, 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 pray. But you walk around mad and bitter about, some people are bitter about people that no longer even live on this earth. They're gone on to glory. So you got to know that, you know, so I thank you, sis. You guys are so, so such a blessing. And I saw your little fire picture this morning, Serena. Yeah, you from the Bay. That picture is fire. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Christina from Atlanta. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you guys for such an um a tag team declaration. I like that how y'all did that. Um and just to piggyback on with the last um uh declare victory, um Victor said about bitterness. That man, that I had just read um, the other day in Hebrews four, 12 and 14, it said, Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you. And when you kept saying the root of bitterness and it could poison your waters, I mean, that was just wow, that's so true. That is so true. And I'm going to share this, um, these notes I took about those three things you said pride, fear, and bitterness that keep us from hearing from God with some, some friends I know because that was definitely a great word. Thank you for sharing today. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Good morning. It's Good morning. Great declaration. Amazing. Thank you. Good morning. It's Moni. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Moni. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to call you guys the dream team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your your voice, first of all, okay, wait. First of all, your voices together on this, this call right here, you guys, you guys bring a healing, a smoothing and a healing, uh, I mean, a soothing and a healing. So I just want you guys to know that first off the bat, that your voices together as a team, um, they just bring that soothing and healing to the call that the call needs to be hearing. And I want to thank God for that because God put you two together for a reason. And you guys are profoundly impacting the world for Christ. And I love it. Tony, last week, my God, I was like, what? What? He's not going to let us talk. Oh, my God. He's not going to let us talk. I just heard his declaration. He's not going to let us talk. He's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I I heard your your voice just got taken up to a whole new level. I was telling Moses. I was like, Moses, he just jumped, he took leaps and bounds. His his ministering was so profound, Moses. I was so bragging about you. I was so I just man, I can't even explain the joy that I have toward you two with, with the growth that I've seen. My God, I thank God for it. It's all glory to God. Okay, so we got that out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thank you guys for that message today. I mean, these barriers are deadly. They're so deadly. And I'm so glad that you brought up the bitterness because I was just thinking right now that even if you did a declaration on just bitterness, that in and of itself is so crazy, crazy that it could move us so far away from God that we would die with bitterness alone. I mean, bitterness is, is, is so poisoning, like Tony said, 
so poisoning. Um, um, what did I write here? Hold on, because I had I had a good comment here. Um, unmet expectations. That is precisely what brings that bitterness. And what do we go for God? We go we go to God daily to meet our expectations. And when that doesn't happen, and you're and you're hit with the disappointment, you can move so far away from God. It is, like I said, deadly. It's deadly. And you've got to be strong. You've got to have that foundation to bring you back to where you're supposed to be. Because once you get too far off, you could be too far away. And, 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 and it's really, really very hard to come back. It really should. I'm speaking from experience here. Um, that bitterness is deadly. And I'm so glad that you brought it up today. Um, I thank God for bringing that up because he really needs us to hear. Because in this time that we're coming out of, we're coming out of a time of, you know, we're, we're stuck in the house. We've been stuck in the house. We lost all our friends, or most of us, you know. We've lost the people that we used to hang with, who were our support groups. We've lost a lot of um, passion for the things that we had prior to last year. And so um, a lot of people can look at that as bitterness, you know. Um, things didn't happen the way they should have. I'm just going to go off on my own. And so we really, really needed to hear that today, Karina. We really did. And you did hear from God. And I just want to thank you for bringing that. You you brought me to a realization today where I just want to take a, a spiritual walk today. And I want God to cleanse me from any bitterness that I may have had for something that didn't come to pass that I've been praying about. Because like you said, it, it's happening for a reason. God knows what we're going through. He's allowing it for a reason because he trusts us. He needs to take us to that next level, you know. Um, in any case, okay, I'm taking up too much of the floor. I, you guys know I love you to pieces, to pieces. And thank you both today, okay, for what you brought. Thank you. Thank you, Moni. Sorry I didn't give you guys an opportunity to, uh, to do the Q&A session last week. I had to. Uh, I had to go to work and I knew I was going to get in trouble, but, <laughs> but I did have to go to work. <laughs> Does anybody else have any questions, any comments? Hey, too. This is Rochelle again. I just, um, as you um, were talking about um, forgiveness and bitterness, I just, you know, I think about some of the things that I recently went through in trying to extend a humble heart and the scripture that kept coming to me was, um, I think it's Matthew, Matthew 5, 23 and 24. He says, um, leave your gifts at the altar and go and make amends with your brother and sister. God is so sovereign and so compassionate that the gift that you have prepared and brought, he said, leave it here with me. I'll watch it while you go and wash your hands. And then he took me back to the other day when my grandbaby was here and she was eating, um, she's four and she was eating hot fries. Don't judge her, that's what she likes. Um, and you can just see the the red, you know, the the flavor, the redness on her hands and she wanted to touch everything. I was like, no, don't touch that, go wash your hands. So that visual of the uncleanness of that hot burning, uh, season on her fingertips and as she came back and washed her hands and how clean her hands were it just mm -hmm. spiritually how God says go and clean up 
and make amends with your brother. It, it seems a little far off, but it's really right on point because we can't come to God with a beautiful gift and dirty hands and a dirty heart. But he's so mm-hmm. compassionate that he said, I'll watch your gift. I won't turn it away. I'll hold it for you because I know that your intentions are real and genuine toward me. But there are other things that I require in order to accept the gift, to make it whole, to make it sacrifice, sacrificial for me. So that was awesome. I, and, and the fact that, you know, we God tells us a lot of times, you know, how to forgive and you know to make it easier for us and we just skip past like it means nothing and that thing builds up and festers in us so i thank you guys just for reminding us how important it is to forgive and how not to let you know that nasty red stuff um get on your fingers and turn your fingers in your heart red so great declaration i'd be a little deep sometimes but that's just me that's how he deal with me so (laughs) love you guys Love you. Thank you. I love that. Hey, can Thank I, you. Can I, can I tag with her? That's that's Rochelle. Oh, my God, Rochelle, this video. I know they like it. She don't stop talking, but this is my y'all know, that know me, know how I am about the bitterness and stuff. When you mentioned how people pray to, it's a, it's a sound. Bitterness has a sound. Unforgiveness has a sound. Hurt has a sound. So, again, you have to cleanse that out because as you pray, sometimes if you really listen to hear, you can hear it. You know, These people are praying this. It's so harsh because there's bitterness there. There's hurt there. And forgiveness is really for you. It ain't even about them because it is killing you. Forgiveness, I I can tell you, if you forgive people, you will feel better in your body. You won't have so many ailments. But keep on holding on to that stuff, and it will kill you dead. Rochelle, thank you for um, that analogy because I can see that, and it's so true. We We can't keep going to God, and we have all this animosity and hatred and grudge holding against our brothers and sisters oh but we praying heaven down but you won't let go you're not doing what his command says for us to do we have it's not even a it's 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 kind of like that's what you have to do that's the key to life is to forgive so you can do all this other stuff but if you don't forgive what is it for what are you even praying about and that's just being real i have to learn that to forgive my ex-husband was the biggest thing i ever did so now it's easy for me to forgive other people you know, I, that don't mean I'm going to kick it with you, Karina. I heard you say that, too. It doesn't mean reconciliation. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to have healthy boundaries, but I'm going to love you for real, for real. Pray you well and keep it pushing, but you got to let go. And sometimes the person you need to deal with is that person in the mirror. Some things that you're holding on to because you're guilty about things you did in your past. So what? You did it. Free yourself so you can just live freer and get what God has for you. I love y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, good. Hi. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. I just, you had said something, Tony, and it just, um, it was like, I don't know, it was almost like a um, something for me. It, but you said something like um, you could be waiting for someone, not even realizing it, like feeling like somebody owes you an apology. That that spoke to me, and that that's not ever going to happen. I don't, do you remember saying what that was you said? It was deep. Yes. Yeah, I said that some of us are waiting for an apology that's never going to come. So that's some so of us good. Are, yeah, some of us are and waiting. And it just released to... me right then and there because, like, I think sometimes we do walk around. I'm, t- I'm talking to my friend Krishanda offline about this book, The Bait of Satan, and it's just reminding me about the spirit of offense and walking around, and sometimes we are, are offended and don't even know that we are. But 
that thing of like that apology thing that just really spoke to me. So thank you for, um, yeah. for that just, you know, realization. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that it helped. So. <laughs> Is there uh, anybody else have any questions, any comments? Yes. Good morning. Uh oh. Oh no. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. This is Sister Sylvia, and um, thank you for your declaration this morning. And I was just um, listening to the comments about forgiveness and <clears throat> how we have to forgive people. I, it took me a while to, you know, I realized that if God could forgive me for all my sins and the things that I've done. Who was I not to forgive, first of all, myself and then other people? And most recently, um, I just, you know, I love just giving God the glory because, you know, the Holy Spirit will, you know, it's part of our, our conscience, you know. And so even when somebody has been having issues, you know, with family members and people who are just like, you know, throw up your past and just say hateful things. And uh, at first, you know, I would go back and forth with them and then I just stopped. And I talked to my mentor, she was saying, Lisa uh, was saying, you know, just, you know, you can kill people with kindness, you know. And so when I changed how I responded to my sister, my niece, my, my family, when I just in the last 30 days, when I changed how I responded to them, then they changed how they be, were treating me. They just, you know, all of a sudden their the conversation, you know, their their demeanor changed. The the words soft, their hearts softened, and they stopped being so, you know, malicious because I was not going back and forth with them anymore, you know. And I just realized that my niece just had a birthday last week, and we weren't speaking, you know, for you know for the last month. And so, you know, just Holy Spirit put it on my heart. I went and bought her a birthday card. I got her a gift and I went and I, she wasn't home. I rang the bell and I just hung it on her door and she called, Oh my God, thank you so much, Auntie. You know, and so that type of thing is, is what I know is what God wants me to be the bigger person. He wants me to be the peacemaker in this family. And I'm just standing uh, steadfast on that. So thank you so much for your declaration. Mm, thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. Um, if anyone does, anyone else have any questions or comments? If not, thank you. Thank you for having us. We love being here. Um, this is so good for our marriage. Anytime we do this together in the morning, uh, or even just on our own, we just—it's it, just so good for us. So thank you for 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 uh, for inviting us, for having us. We love you guys so much. Um, and uh, I'll just ask my husband to pray us out, but have a great day. Uh, have a great rest of your week and an amazing weekend. Um, and, and we love you guys. You pray us out, babe? Yeah. Let me just bless you guys as you as we go here, Lord. Let's just thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for speaking. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Thank yeah. you that we get to start our day with you, God, Lord. Thank, thank you because you, for this line. Thank you for the people that are on here and the people yeah. who listen, the people who speak, God, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you take us from this place, but not from your presence. I pray that you bless us. I pray that you guide us, protect us, put a hedge of protection around us. Lord, cover us, Lord, with the blood of the Lamb, Lord, from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Lord, let our words be sweet. 
Let our our thoughts be pure, God, Lord. Let our hearts be clear, Father, Lord. Thank you for everything that you are, Lord. We just love you. We worship you. Uh, take and I'd say, ask that you just bless the rest of our day, God. Uh, we love you. We worship you, God. Thank you for everything, God. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a great day. We love you guys. Amen. Have a great day, everyone. Amen. Have a wonderful and blessed day, everyone. Bless you, everyone. Yes. Happy birthday, Balasita. Happy birthday, Balasita.